The American Truck Driver Podcast, Episode 33. Welcome to another episode of the American Truck Driver Podcast. I want to share an experience that I just recently had uh, concerning health. You know, a few years ago when Kevin Rutherford got on this big health kick, I listened and I was intrigued and I was interested, but I avoided it like the plague. Um, I, I would listen to what he talked about in, in how you know important uh, your diet is and the things that we take into our bodies and how they can affect us and and I and I and I understood it you know I comprehended I'm like okay well this stuff at least makes sense and I still just avoided it because I I, I think I feared the failure that I believed was inevitable. I don't know that the problem wasn't that I couldn't grasp the concept of the behavior change or was afraid of the behavior change. I I was afraid of the failure that would come if I tried and, and, and didn't stick with it and didn't do it. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was home and I mowed the grass and it took about two hours on a riding lawnmower. So, I mean, it really wasn't, you know, all that hard. And it wasn't really all that hot. It was like 80, 82 degrees. And I had about, you know, 10 minutes of push mowing to do in this one little section on a hill that you, it's just a little too dangerous to do with the, uh, the rider. And I got done and I almost passed out. And I, I get into the house, and, and I literally have to have my 12-year-old daughter, like, feed me water out of a water bottle. I could not raise my arms. And it freaked me out a little bit. And that's not the first time that, that I've had an issue after exertion. Um, and every time I understand and I realize, I I, I can logically comprehend that the reason that I'm having this problem right now is that my diet sucks, I don't get exercise, I don't take care of myself, I drink too much soft drinks and soda, I, 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 I consume too much sugar and fast food. I, I understand this. I don't have a problem. It, it, you know, I can't sit here and say, well, I just don't understand why I'm in such bad shape. I know exactly why. So, later that week, I decided, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to figure this out. And so, I stopped drinking sodas. And I, I made a, you know, an attempt at the, the keto lifestyle. You know, I, I cut out bread and, and carbs. I went to the store. I bought some stuff to put in my fridge. And I was doing pretty good, and I don't know if what happened next had anything to do with the change in my diet. It's possible. 
Um, but my diet has been so bad for so long. I mean, I've been behaving like this for 40 years. Um, I got a kidney stone last Thursday. And, hey, buddy, if you've never had one of those, man, it sucks. I ended up in the hospital in Hanover, PA, because I was just, I was hurting bad enough that I thought, well, I at least better let somebody look at me. So I go to the hospital, and they do a CT scan, and they take blood work, and, you know, who knows? I I don't have insurance. That's probably going to be $10,000. But, you know, dude talks to me about diet, exercise, writes me some prescriptions, and sends me on my way. So I get home Saturday. I'm exhausted. I just lay around the house for a couple of days. And it finally hit me. The behavior change is is the most difficult part of this. And I had to refer back to really the only real episode in my life where I experienced a significant behavior change and it stuck. It was 2011. March. Uh, I was I had been with Anderson Trucking Service about three two or three months, and I had leased a truck from them. It was my kind of my first foray into doing this and making killer money. You know, at, even after all of the ridiculously high um, expenses that came with a lease, you know, I'm I'm bringing home. and then I screwed up I went to uh, pick up a load up in New Hampshire and so it's late February early March something like that and uh, I had to kind of blindside into this dock and and so all I've got to do is pick up this load uh, take it to Buffalo, New York, and then bounce to the house. And was on tap to have the biggest week that I had had so far. If I remember right, I think I was going to clear like $4,000 after all my expenses. It was going to be huge. And so I'm, I'm going to back into this dock, and there's probably 40 or 50 feet between what would be the nose of the trailer and this little snowbank. So I've got room to maneuver around. Well, I've, I've got you know one more little adjustment to make, and I pull forward as far as I can, and, and I just need another few inches. Well, you know, I've, I've driven company trucks for a lot of years, and, and a company truck, you know, I just put my bumper up against that snow and, and push a little bit, you know, to get that next two or three inches. Well, the unfortunate part was that wasn't snow. It was ice. It was a pile of snow that had frozen solid. And when I pushed my bumper up against it and let the clutch out, I bent the bumper. The bumper uh, contacted my radiator and ruptured the bottom of my radiator. I don't realize it immediately. I'm I'm finishing the maneuver to back in, and I notice something on the ground. I'm thinking, well, that's strange. What is that? And I get out, and I see that antifreeze is pouring out of my radiator. And I look, and I see the bottom of the radiator is busted. And I went, oh, my God. I did that. 
That was me. That was stupid. Because this is the only truck I have. You know, there, there's no nobody coming to bring me another truck like when I was with Schneider and broke a transmission. Uh, they just brought me another truck and I kept on going. So over the next, you know, it took about a week and I, I had to rent a car from New Hampshire, drive home, uh, stayed home a few days till the truck was fixed and then drive 800 miles back. Um, it was a really, really, really expensive lesson. But that is when the switch flipped in my brain. When I became an owner-operator, lease-operator, contractor, whatever terminology you want to use, and I realized that if I break the truck, if I don't maintain the truck properly and it breaks down, if I'm not doing proper inspections, if I'm not watching for things to catch them before they break, it's going to cost me money. It's, it's almost like the proverbial, you know, let the little kid touch the hot stove one time, they won't do it again. And so, the things happened that companies had been trying to get me to do for years as a company driver of be safe and increase your following distance and, you know, be easy on the gas and easy on the brakes and worry about fuel mileage and all of these things that they wanted me to do to be a good driver, I'm now doing on my own of my own free will. My behavior changed because my identity changed. I changed how I viewed myself. And when I changed how I viewed myself, my behavior followed. I'm not a company driver anymore. I'm leasing a truck. I am a contractor. I'm an owner-operator. I have to be different. I have to make different choices. I have to have a different attitude. And so, it finally hit me about Sunday that the only way any type of lifestyle change, any type of behavior change happens is going to be when you change your identity and who you see when you look in the mirror. So when I look in the mirror now, I'm going to have to start seeing a 185 to 200 pound guy instead of a 295 pound guy. And if I can see that 185 to 200 pound guy, then I can begin to behave like him. And I can begin to do the things that he does and that he would do to take care of his body, to maintain it properly, to feed it what it needs. And it's by no means easy, and it's not a magic pill. It's it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But that's what it's going to take. It's really easy to remind ourselves of all of our failures. And then it's easy to label ourselves as a failure and say well this is the best I can be I'm not going I'm not going to be any better than that you know th- there's almost this weird psychology in American society of of this fake humility where people are taught to talk down about themselves and 
call it being humble. Oh, I'm you know I'm I'm not very smart. Oh, I'm not I'm just a truck driver. Oh, I'm just this. Oh, I'm just that. And it's and it's meant to be some kind of weird humility, but it's not. It's toxic and dangerous. Because if you believe those negative things about yourself, then you're going to behave like that person that you think you are. So I have yet to get on a scale. I know that goals should be measurable and they should be written down. I've heard that that lesson. And probably this weekend I will step up on the scale and see where I stand after a couple of weeks. But I'm not going to become obsessed with that. Now, part of the reason that I did not get on the scale this weekend is I just forgot. I was just exhausted and tired. And I just wanted to lay around and not do much of anything. I'm going, you know, I'll obviously have to measure my success so that I can continue on doing what I'm doing. But identity is important how we see ourselves and I've heard people say that but how you see yourself is how you and I thought well, that's stupid What's, what the crap does that mean well now I get it how you see yourself is how you're going to behave what who you believe you are and what you believe you are is what's going to determine the choices that you make on a daily to day basis so you know, I'm I'm basically recording this and, and producing this for somebody else uh, that hopefully that they can hear this and say, you know, hey, well, I can do that too. I, I can I can change how I see myself. I can uh, I can choose a new identity. Uh, but you just got to understand that behavior modification, uh, and I actually learned this from my pastor. Um, you know, growing up in, in religious circles, um, I've been handed rules and regulations my whole life that have been motivated by fear. Oh, well, if you don't do this, then this bad thing's going to happen. If you don't do that, that bad thing's going to happen. Well, fear is a terrible motivator. And, and fortunately, I, un, I, I realized fast enough that you know, I, I do have legitimate concerns about my health. You know, I, I'm not in good shape for 42. I, I should be in better shape than I am. I should be a little stronger. I should be a little more flexible. I should have less inflammation and pain than I do. But I can't let fear be the motivator because fear fear doesn't do much to motivate you. It only wants you to get rid of the fear. Well, once the danger has passed... So in that case, once you've stopped having the heart palpitations, once you've stopped running out of breath because you made it across the parking lot, well, then what? now the fear's gone. Well, the fear's gone. I, I, my motivation's gone until the next time it happens. And then you're back in the cycle. Oh, well, I'm scared. I've got to make a choice. And then the fear passes. Well, I don't need to make that choice anymore. I can go back to being lazy. I can go back to doing what I was doing before. And then you have the next event, and then it triggers the fear. Fear is a terrible motivator. 
Fear is what people use that want to control you. So we can't use fear. We're going to have to stick to behavior modification. And the only way we're going to get that is to change our identity and how we see ourselves. So if you like what you're hearing, please uh, share and uh, you know like the podcast on our, on our Facebook and Instagram. And um, share the episodes with your friends and coworkers. Um, if you would like to sh- uh, support the show in a more meaningful way, you know, patreon.com slash driver. You can make a monthly contribution there to help with the costs associated with producing and growing the show. Like and review on iTunes, if you would, and your other uh, podcasting um, platforms. Send me email, anamericantruckdriver at gmail.com. Until next time, see you later.